In a prison cell, a disgraced tax collector awakens from a dream. A fairy tale, really, one that begins in his own mind, probably not unlike our Hebrew passage for this morning. Long ago, at many times, and in many ways. Although neither of these are simply fairy tales. But this man, this tax collector, is penniless, broken. He has failed at many careers in his lifetime. He's carrying on the story of his own father, Rodrigo, who was also in debt for much of his life. This Jewish convert to Christianity has suffered a ton. He's fled an arrest warrant in his hometown to pursue honor and glory in a military career that was disappointing, to say the least. He was shot twice in the chest. His left arm was totally useless. He carried on in his quest for glory by sailing on expeditions to Navarino and Corfu, but was captured by Ottoman corsairs or pirates and was sold as a slave in Algiers. And after almost five years and four escape attempts, he was set free by a group called the Trinitarians, which was a religious charity that specialized in ransoming Christian captives. And he returned to his home in Madrid. But what to do with his life? That was the question. Well, he would do what he always did, pursue his own honor and glory. At first he tried writing, but his poetry was viewed as mediocre at best. He began working as a tax collector, but he ended up in the crosshairs of market fluctuations and was jailed several times, landing him where we have started in prison, broken, worn down, tired of performing, tired of seeking his own glory on a stage of life that constantly rebukes him. And so then he decided one day to try something new. He gave up. He quit trying. To be clear, he didn't give up on life. He didn't quit trying to survive but instead he vowed to stop seeking his own honor and glory. And instead he decided to write about the danger of dreaming one's own greatness consistently. His name, you may already know it. And for the rest of you, we'll find out shortly. Today is a big day, isn't it? It's Stewardship Sunday, the day we kick off our Every Member Canvas Pledge campaign. Today is also the feast day of St. Francis. It's, it's our groundbreaking for our new playground, which will now be inside today. <laughs> How exciting. In other words, we are building for the future. We're building a budget for next year on the one hand, and we're building a playground for generations to come. But let me start by telling you what I hope you take away from this sermon. We must build in another way too. Put simply, we must build a church where we give up on performing and we learn to look instead to Jesus Christ, who is the pioneer and the perfecter 
of our faith. The author to the Hebrews tells the story of Jesus Christ, the one who is the perfect reflection of God's glory, who is the exact imprint of God's very being. This God crowned humanity with honor and glory, what our tax collector was seeking. And this Jesus is likewise crowned with this same honor and glory. But strangely, he gains it most clearly through the suffering of death. This Jesus is the pioneer of salvation for all of humanity, the author tells us. The one who makes purification for sins and sits down at the right hand of the majesty on high. The implication being that where this pioneer goes, so go the settlers that he leads. He is the rightful heir of the father, but he shares his inheritance with his human brothers and sisters. He calls all of creation, not just human souls, but all of creation out of the cycle, performance, performing endlessly and tirelessly for honor and glory. He calls us into the posture of receiving the crown of honor and glory regained through his pioneering journey to the cross. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty good at performing actually. I am good at making sure my friends, even you, know that all is well in the soul of Clint Wilson. But often, all is not well in the soul of Clint Wilson. And isn't this how many of us go through life? We're able to put on a performance and even win over people's admiration and respect, even as we are afraid of what would happen if they knew who we truly are and what hurts and pains we've been nursing and hiding. And we tend to learn how to do this pretty early in life, actually. People don't need to know about my father's addiction. My portfolio won't be helped by others knowing that I come from a broken family. For reasons such as this, when I was young, I think I chose to be the class clown. I was in trouble a lot. But I wanted to laugh, I wanted others to laugh, because it was just too difficult to live in a world of feeling rejected or deserted, even as my friends' families looked picture perfect. Instagram, of course, has only made this problem worse. But think about Jesus, our pioneer on the cross, rejected, unloved, Deserted, He climbed on the cross so that we could climb down from the stage of performing for our own glory. You see, when we climb down from our stages of performing for others, we learn to enter into the infinitely loving arms of Jesus. Those arms that were spread wide open on the hardwood of the cross. Those arms of vulnerability that wrap around us who suffer pain and loss. This is not some kind of kumbaya message. This is the message of eternal hope springing forth from the cross, which all of us long for, for which all of us were created. The author to the Hebrews calls Jesus the pioneer of our salvation in verse 10 of our reading today. 
But then 12 chapters later, the author to the Hebrews will wrap up this thought by writing, look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. See, part of the mystery and the beauty of Christianity is that whatever pain and suffering we experience, we are not alone because Jesus, as the pioneer, has gone there first. No other God does this for his creation. No other God bleeds for his beloved. And because he is perfect, we don't have to be. The perfect yard, the perfect car, the perfect portfolio or grades or wife or husband or son or daughter, these will not ultimately, ultimately fulfill us. Christ is perfect and is the perfecter of our faith, and only he can give us what we most truly long for. So we have to learn to admit what we're going through to other people in community. Once we do this, we begin to walk down the path towards healing and wholeness, the path pioneered by Jesus. I found as a child my father ultimately in God as he is known through the church, and this is why I love the church. And I believe that the local church is the body of Christ, is the hope of the world. I'm just taking the thunder as God's amen to that point. <laughs> You see, in the church, I've come to know that the love of God is the most real and powerful force worth giving my life to a million times over and more, even as I fail constantly at doing so. I've learned that relationships and vulnerability in the church really do have the power to heal. I learned to climb down from the stage of performance, in other words, because while fooling others it can be pretty satisfying. In the end, we will find that the performance didn't ultimately satisfy anyone, really, especially not ourselves. So what about our disgraced tax collector? Well, when he was finally released from prison, he joined the Franciscans. How fitting. And he vowed to stop seeking his own greatness. Instead, he decided to write about the danger of dreaming incessantly of one's own greatness. He started writing. And he wrote about a performer of a man who sought his own glory and the subsequent perils it brought. Of course, he had tons of inspiration from his own life, so he used his own story as inspiration for his book that would usher in a new literary genre, what many would call the very first modern novel. Ironically, in giving up the pursuit of his own honor and glory, he found it. And we hear echoing the background somewhere, he who loses his life will find it. His book is still the most popular non-religious book of all time with over 500 million copies sold. He dreamed an impossible dream. And Miguel de Cervantes gave the world a character forged in his own image. A man scorned, 
covered with scars, a legend named Don Quixote. So in light of a suicide epidemic, a mental health crisis, off the charts loneliness, did you know Britain appointed a loneliness minister? We must recognize that we need each other. Now is not the time to turn inward, away from community. There is so much to celebrate within the life of this parish, within the lives of our families, within our individual lives. There is especially a ton to celebrate as we break ground today. But let's commit, even more so, to breaking open the ground of our hearts. Let's build a church that gives up on performance and seeking our own honor and glory and together instead look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith.